Optimum Phobies presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. I'm Lizette Warner, your executive coach using data-driven models to help busy healthcare organizations and professionals soar. Not like be sore, but like really sore. I'm here to bring you a light perspective to the topic of advocating for yourself. Now, this is a very serious topic, and if you caught last week's show, I I promised you this is where we were going. If you're a woman in today's working culture, there's so many paradoxes women face in the workplace and how to get ahead when you, if you're a woman and you're listening, you're faced with these paradoxes. Paradoxes like, according to Harvard Business Review, women need to be demanding yet caring authoritative yet participative, advocating for themselves yet supportive of others, and maintain distance yet be approachable. If you're banging your head against a wall on today's episode, we're heading into how to advocate for yourself. This is a topic that comes up with my female leaders in executive coaching, and it's something that affects us all. Are you confused or are you on the edge of your seat waiting for the wisdom bits? You'll walk out of here today with wisdom on how to advocate for yourself. That and more coming right at you. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us here on Optimum Vobis and Lighthearted Leadership. I'm Dr. Lizette Warner, and I'm here to talk about how to promote yourself without being narcissistic. I didn't put that in the promo or in the, in the opening. But helping women rise is one of the things that we're going to be addressing in today's show. And I think it's going to be a larger topic as well because I'm working on on bigger things in this area. So women face many struggles trying to rise into leadership roles. By the way, if you're a woman or, I mean, I, I don't care, if you're anybody... <laughs> And discounting leadership, I'm here to tell you, you're a leader. Someone follows you. You're setting an example for others. Every single person on this planet is a leader in some way, shape, or form. If your narrative is that I'm not a born leader, you're right. No one is a born leader. A leader is formed in the crucible of struggle. A leader isn't made in success. They're molded, stretched, pulled, flexed, broken by failure, transformed by struggle. If you're struggling, you don't have to go through it alone. As a matter of fact, don't go through it alone. There's this sense that I have to overcome struggle on my own. And you don't. Don't wallow alone. Connect with a support group, a coach, a sponsor, a mentor. Get those people you need in your corner. More on that shortly. So one of the things women in... You know what? I didn't do my opening. (laughs) Hey, if you're new to the show... Let me welcome you before I dive in. See, this is why I need my pepper pots. <laughs> so if if this is your first time joining us, thank you for giving us a listen. And welcome to Lighthearted Leadership. And if you're here because you were here last week or you've discovered us, welcome. Glad to have you. And if you're a returning listener, hey there. You know who you are. <laughs> 
right, guys. Let me just give you a, a lay of the, the podcast land here for lighthearted leadership. I pick a topic or you send one in, right? You can send one to Lizette at lightheartedleadership.com or Lizette at optimumvobis.com. That's O-P-T-I-M-U-M-V-O-B-I-S.com. And typically I'll pick a topic or you'll send me one. And it's something that resonates with busy healthcare professionals and, and usually something that resonates with me. Otherwise, I, I can't talk about something that doesn't resonate with me. It, I, I w- it won't come off authentic. Um, so that, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. If it's not, uh, if you send something in and I don't pick it, it's simply because it, it, I may not be able to do it justice, right? As part of my host duties here on Lighthearted Leadership, I'm going to dole out some insights in a lighthearted way, because that's my thing. And you are free to pick up and take away anything that I put out here on the buffet table. Usually I describe the podcast table, lighthearted leadership as a buffet table, podcast table. Help yourself. Take, take away whatever I leave here. Leave it. Ignore it. It's up to you. If you want to take any of the items that I talk about here today and play with them, that's your choice. I will support you in that. The education wing of lighthearted leadership, well, they want me to tell you to exercise any new skills responsibly. I'm your lighthearted data-driven coach here to present data to you and perhaps give you a few resources that you may find helpful. All right. So where was I? <laughs> we're, we're on the topic. And you guys, if this is your first time here, I usually get lost somewhere along the way, <laughs> which is, again, why I need a, a pepper pots to keep me honest. So I think we were talking about the struggles that women face in leadership. And one of those is advocating for yourself, particularly women. It, 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 um, research has shown that this, this plays out. Women, and I'm, I'm one, right? So we're good at advocating for others, helping others, making sure that, that other voices are heard, not necessarily ours. <laughs> and, and, and we're pretty good at protecting others and sacrificing ourselves in the process. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you an example from my, my own life, as I do here sometime sometimes occasionally on the show. So, so my mother does this so well. She takes care of everyone and everything but herself. So before my dad died, and, and you guys may know because I've shared this story uh, several times, or stories around this anyway, but before my dad died, my mom would go out of her way to take care of him. Really, it was the most remarkable example of love that I've witnessed in my life of how she took care of him. And really it was at the cost of her own personal health. Now that part wasn't, wasn't the good part. Like she'd forget to eat because she had to go take care of him. And because that was primary in her mind, you know, she didn't eat. She got the jitters later. So we had to go get her something to eat, right? We had to make sure that mom was taken care of. So now, as I said, this is a generalization. I'm sure this this happens on both sides. But the research plays out that that women 
will help others advocate for others at their own expense. Now, is any of that resonating with you or have I just irritated you? Don't know, but I'm going to keep going here. Do you see yourself in this picture that I'm painting or you have wild disagreements? Do you struggle to stand up for yourself, to advocate for yourself? Does it seem like self-serving? Does it feel uncomfortable to even consider advocating for yourself? Like, do you just immediately start to get uncomfortable? And this isn't a women-only problem, like I said. Men face this issue as well. Some of my clients, high, super high on the humility scale, not humidity scale, although I don't why it's so humid here. You guys, I live in Texas, and I, it's supposedly it's fall somewhere. <laughs> But it's been crazy hot here. But anyway, not the humidity. Again, see, I need my pepper pots. So, so some of my clients, it, as I was saying, high on the humility scale, really off the charts humility, struggle to advocate for themselves because it feels self-serving. And if you're strong in that character straight, character straight character strength of humility it can it can feel like it's self-serving and it just it doesn't resonate with you right but the thing is it doesn't have to be self-serving it doesn't have to feel like you're you're being prideful so I want to give you a couple of ways that you can start to play with this and, and practice in your own life if this is something that resonates with you Speaking of practice, I've got a new way for you to practice, especially if you want to learn how to change others and have helping conversations that help change others. I think many of us are having these types of conversations and you want to help others change, but sometimes you just, you don't know how and telling people what to do that usually doesn't, doesn't work out well as far as getting them to change. So if you're a manager, leader, coach, I want to share something new that I'm doing with you over at Patreon. And as many of you know, I, I have a Patreon site. And at that Patreon site, it, I think it's patreon.com forward slash lighthearted leadership. I've got a bunch of insight worksheets where, where I go deeper on some of the show insights, give you tips, tricks, insights. And now I've got this new surprise party <laughs> over at Patreon. That's right. I'm starting a party over at Patreon. I Honestly, I can't believe I'm doing this. But... I'm starting a party podcast. Hey, come on, join the party. That's right. Come join us. Why have one podcast when you can have two? <laughs> okay, so so the other party, uh, well, actually, the other, the other podcast is a PCC coach party. What is a PCC coach party, you might ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. PCC stands for Professional Certified Coach. So the International Coaching Federation, wonderful organization, they're a global leader in coaching. They represent the highest quality in professional coaching, and the podcast is dedicated to celebrating professional coaches because it's a big deal to get your certification. So I wanted to have a way where I could bring professional coaches onto the show and their conversations and insights and wisdom from, yeah, not just me, but from them. So from, from their mouth to your ear, and I wanted to have a way to be able to share those insights, that coaching wisdom for you. 
So whether you're someone trying to help others change, if you're a coach, a leader, a manager trying to employ coaching as a leadership style, like I said, the PCC Coach Party is where you'll hear professional coaching conversations. And by hearing them, that may help you to start sharpen your own coaching muscles and help you to elevate how you have your conversations with your people around you, people in your life, your direct reports, maybe colleagues. And we'll also get to celebrate with newly minted professional coaches because wouldn't that be fun? So that's why it's a PCC coach party. So go check it out over on patreon.com forward slash lighthearted leadership and find out more about a PCC coach party. The first episode drops shortly. I think the trailer's already up. So go listen to it, folks. That was a ton of stuff there. And but before we get to a couple of ways that you can practice advocating for yourself, because again, I <laughs> took a long break there. <laughs> so I want to tell you the tale of two leaders. <laughs> tale of leader A and leader B, because <laughs> I am not that creative, you guys. So it's leader A and leader B here. So a leader, not a leader, but leader A. <laughs> so leader A was on the verge of being fired. Very serious now, right? The leader, this leader was in charge, large organization, and in particular, a brand new business line. The line was, I don't know, after three years tanking, the leader was switched to another business because the current business was suffering. It wasn't launching. The leader was in the role for three years and the business was tanking, right? You guys get the picture. The leader was rotated to another area, essentially with the it's your turn to sink or swim. Essentially, the unspoken judgment of uh, was out there of you don't know how to lead. Now, from the outside looking in, that leader, leader A, took the second role and jumped into it. That leader doubled down on investing and shaping that second leadership role as if they were completely successful in the first role. They hired new people. They went about making bold moves, decisions, advances, etc. Leader A did not doubt themselves. Good, bad, or ugly. And inwardly, who knows? Who knows how the leader felt? I can't comment to that, but outwardly, the leader didn't demonstrate self-doubt. They demonstrated actually rock-solid confidence. And mind you, in the back, in the rearview mirror was business tanking, not doing so good. But forward, rock-solid confidence. You know, it could have even been, make, maybe it was like a fake it till you make it. Who knows? The research suggests that what you believe from within is what you project. And it impacts others, whether you believe it does or not. You know, I've, I've had people who argue with me all the time that, no, 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 they can't tell that I'm, I'm not involved or invested or blah, 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 whatever. But the research shows and plays this out time and time again. We think, you know, no one can tell. But research says, oh, yeah, they can at some level. Maybe a gradation of levels, but research suggests that others can tell in that je ne sais quoi sort of way. Um, okay, side, that was side route. I'm coming back, coming back at you. So the second case, 
So remember, I'm giving you two examples here, two leaders. So the second case is leader B with my super uh, creative naming. So the second case is leader B who, who was fired for all intents and purposes. They were removed from their role. And in the interim, they actually took a role in another business. So this leader B never actually regained their confidence. So the following business role was one in which the leader didn't defend the business, ended up that the following business was taken away from them. They shrunk into another another role and, um, I, I don't know, it just didn't come across as being very confident. In both cases, so in both of these cases, the, the leaders were men. So and I, I just say that, I know we're supposed to be talking about women here, but this was the, the case both were men. So it can happen for both men and women, right? Men aren't immune. I think that's my point. If you're in this situation, what do you do? I think there's a lesson in these two stories of these two leaders. To advocate for yourself doesn't necessarily mean to advertise in the New York Times. It does, however, mean that you believe in yourself. Yeah. That's, that's the first bit of wisdom here, that you believe in yourself. So the first rough patch that you hit, is the honeymoon over? Maybe you lose confidence in yourself, you begin to doubt yourself, you start to cave. And what I'm going to suggest, and I promised you two, and I'm going to stick to two pieces of wisdom to leave with you. And the first is to recruit an advocate or advocates. That can be an executive coach, a mentor, a sponsor, a support group. By the way, a good executive coach can help you form a support group that will last you a lifetime. That alone is worth the price of executive coaching. Okay, so advocate or advocates. So in the second case, I want to point out, so in the second case, the leader had a support group. Who do you think was in his support group? Dude, I kind of wish I had like the Jeopardy, but I don't. So, and I'm not going to do the, <laughs> I'm not going to do the music here for you. So his support group were his drinking buddies. So here's the point. Choose your support group wisely. They can build you up or they can commiserate with you. Surround yourself with people smarter than you because you become the average of the people you spend the most time with. Spend it with smart, positive, optimistic, confident people, you become that. Spend it with negative, fearful, vindictive backstabbers, and you start to gravitate towards that. Support groups, they're important. Once you have a support group, you become the sum of those parts, and you find it easier, especially if you work with a coach, to find your unique voice for advocating for yourself. And make no mistake, when I say voice, that doesn't mean you have to speak. Voice can be a picture. I love coaching. <laughs> because only in coaching can I say ridiculous things like voice can be a picture. <laughs> or a thing or a concept. But it's so true. Which leads me to my second suggestion that I'm going to put here on the lighthearted leadership buffet table for you, which is expand your world. 
wait, <laughs> if you're saying, uh, Dr. Warner, do you mean to tell me I'd like, if I need to advocate for myself, you're going to tell me that I can do that if I expand my world and get a support group. Shouldn't you be telling me of a phrase I can use to tout my own good works? Look, if, if you're listening to a show on how to advocate for yourself, my guess is you don't have a problem forming words to form a sentence that outlines your own accomplishments. If you don't have the words to outline your own accomplishments, who's going to do that for you? What I will give you is the fuel to stoke the fire to allow your accomplishments to speak for you in a way that is uniquely yours and no one else's. So what do I mean when I say, okay, expand your world? Study leaders. Take unconventional approaches. Viktor Frankl, if you've never read his story, put it on your to-be-read list. Man's Search for Meaning. Dr. Frankl was an Austrian psychologist documenting as a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp, like he was in the camp, and his, his, he documented the power of love, hope, responsibility, inner freedom to overcome and endure life's most wretched moments. He found those prisoners who held a worldview of love, hope, and optimism saw their predicament as a passing occurrence, something that will, it's here now, it will pass. They overcame the obstacles of a concentration camp. He found that the positive attitude was essential in overcoming and surviving the camp. So expand your world view. There's so many more things I can talk about on this subject, and I, I, I promise to leave you with two things. Those are the two. You may like them, you may hate them, don't know, let me know. <laughs> Feel free to email me, this was the worst show ever, Lizette. <laughs> Happy to take that. But of the things that I've put here on the buffet table for you, which of them do you want to explore further with? Did this episode surprise you, challenge you, irritate you? Let me know. <laughs> What's been most helpful for you today? feel free to share it with me on my show notes or send me an email, send me hate mail, <laughs> Lizette at uh, lightheartedleadership.com. Today we talked about advocating for yourself and in an unusual way, right? I didn't give you the words on how to advocate for, you, for yourself, but I left you with perhaps two pieces of provocative wisdom, insights, and ways that you can begin to explore today. So tell me, What's changed for you? Anything? And what, if anything, do you want to do with what you've learned today? I want to thank you for taking time for you, from your day to join us here. If you like the show or what I say challenges you, then consider following us over at lightheartedleadership.com. I cover topics plaguing busy healthcare professionals, in a simple and lighthearted way, I use data-driven methodologies to help my busy healthcare professionals from the industry to the clinic, from the C-suite, all across the organization to be effective in their respective roles and within their respective teams. 
If you're interested to see how science-backed methods can help you accelerate, then look me up and connect with me over on LinkedIn. And that, my lighthearted friends, is a wrap on advocating for yourself, at least for this episode. So thank you, my lighthearted friends, for joining me for today's show. Join me next time for another peek into lighthearted insights that you can use. You have been listening to Optimum Vobis Presents Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I I really wanna know, really wanna know If I Let figure out where the road goes I'm falling down, I will keep on searching for my highs You can say I lost my mind, I will keep on holding my head high Even if the sky is falling down